No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thanks for downloading and listening. My name is Frank Salvato. In this segment of America's Third Watch, we discuss, among other things, the woke left's never-ending list of phobias. Oh sure, they present as being these confident social justice warriors, but the fact of the matter is this, that confidence is a facade. Traditionally, the progressives, now officially transitioned to the woke, I wonder if you have to have anything cut off during that transition. Traditionally, they project their actions, thoughts, and fears upon their opposition. When they screamed Russian collusion, it was Hillary Clinton and the former FBI counterintelligence chief who were doing the colluding with Russia. When they pointed fingers at Donald Trump about grifting the Ukrainians, it was Hunter Biden getting paid to do nothing. And just like the midlife crisis 1970s male who had to buy a Corvette to compensate for what we will label shortcomings, the woke left is continually overcompensating in their championing of just about every special interest demographic known to man. This is where the phobias come in. Islamophobia, xenophobia, transphobia, homophobia, you name it. If you can attach phobia at the end of something, at some point during a political, social, or cultural disagreement with a woke leftist, you will be labeled some sort of phobic. But this doesn't make sense. No one fears Muslims. We may have an issue with the fanatics among them, you know, the ones that like to fly planes in the buildings and blow people up, but no one fears Muslims. And how the hell do you fear a religion? I find Islam is in need of a significant reformation, but fear it? Then there's the ridiculous notion of Americans who aren't woke being afraid of people from other cultures and countries. We're a melting pot. We're a nation of people from other cultures and countries. And no one fears the illegals who are crossing our borders. We might be pissed off about it, and rightfully so. They don't respect our country enough to follow the rules, but they want our taxpayer-funded aid. They want the opportunity for a better life, but start by breaking the law. No, no fear. Just resentment. A little bit, at least. And who the hell is afraid of Dylan Mulvaney? Or the ridiculous Hunger Game wannabes that Jill Biden had in her extremely bizarre Christmas video? In 2023... Most of us have blown by the homosexuals are mysterious phase and are in the house of who gives a shit when it comes to people's private lives. Nobody cares. Are the activists in these demographics taking their demands that they have an overblown place in society too far? Hell yes, they are. But fear them? No, I don't think so. Please know this. When a woke leftist launches a label at you that ends in phobia, what they are really saying is that they're afraid of you, that they have a fear of the logical. Lord knows they've got Trump phobia. And before we get into the segment of America's Third Watch, I want to direct you to an important piece, the lead at Underground USA Today, titled 
The woke's shallow crusade against U.S. history continues, which deals with the Biden administration's imminent removal of a monument from Arlington National Cemetery commemorating the reconciliation of the North and the South after the Civil War. You must truly search to recall a more cowardly and inane act. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Speaking of welcome aboard the program, it is Monday morning. It's time to talk with our good friend, Frank Salvato from UndergroundUSA.com and, of course, author of the book, Nullification. Good morning, Frank. Mr. Kyle. Good morning. Well, there is, I, I don't even know where to start today, <laughs> but it seems to me that, well, number one, well, do you think Donald Trump's going to turn off the Internet if he became president? <laughs> You know, I, I think we need to start coining a phrase since the left uses it so often in every form that it's available in. They've got Trump phobia. There you go. That's right. It, it is a phobia. Yeah. Yeah. This is a legitimate use of that of that second part of the word phobia, because the American people aren't Islamophobic. They're not scared of Muslims. We're, we're not transphobic. We're not scared of the trans population. We're not homophobic. We don't, we're not scared of the homosexual population. But the left is Trump phobic. They fear this guy so much that even though he served as president for four years, he's still going to split the planet in two. Right. Right. Well, it's been said that he'll, he'll, he'll bring out what's called the doomsday book. And he'll do things like deploy the U.S. military and do all these terrible things. And I would think, well, why wouldn't if he had done that before? I mean, it seems like, especially if he thought that he was being railroaded out of office in a fake election or something, would, wouldn't he use those presidential powers? But it's interesting, too, Frank, because they do specify, they say, well, all these things would be within the law that the president could do. But they're just trying to, as you say, make you scared of Donald Trump. Yeah, it's fear porn. It's the same thing they did with COVID. It's fear porn. They they want to push you into a corner so that you embrace the fear so that when they float a completely ridiculous solution or try to sell you on the fact that Biden's the best president since sliced bread, that you'll buy it. You know, so don't listen to the fear porn. Um, you know, I've got my issues with Donald Trump. Uh, most of them are, are personality related, but you can't argue with his policies. His policies were fantastic for the United States and the free world. The economy was good. Demographically, across the board, in home ownership, 
new business startups, taxes were lower, the American military was in top shape, we were respected around the world, China was being contained, as was Russia. You know, so the policies, four years of evidence that they worked. Now, you may not like the way the guy talks, but you can't argue with the policies. So what do they have to do? They have to trot out the fear porn. His 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 hair is going to rise six stories, and ballistic missiles are going to fly out of his skull. <laughs> you know, you know, right. I, it's and we laugh at that. But if you go to Twitter, I'm sure today someone will post that from 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 Hollywood or New York or Chicago. It, it's ridiculous what they're trying to say. This guy's going to do when he already had the chance to do it. Well, it, exactly right, exactly right, and 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 certainly. You know, one of the things you were talking about just then was, you know, the policies and how the economy was, et cetera. And nobody had to explain to people. In other words, Trump didn't have to explain how good they had it because people just understood it was evident in their lives. But Joe Biden and the Democrats, they have to explain to us how the economy is actually getting stronger. But we just don't perceive it that way yet. And we, it's like, we don't, we just don't understand. So we need, we need some lessons in how to know how good it all is right now. I don't think that yeah. that really works, you know? Yeah. Because we're, we're all too stupid to understand. That's, that's the way they see us is a, is a mass of stupid people that need their leadership. I had talked about this a few weeks back, uh, going back to the Obama administration. We were talking about, uh, labor statistics. They would use separate sets of labor statistics that didn't really apply to to how Main Street felt things like unemployment and employment numbers and and go into the internals to say, no, see, here's proof that that their unemployment really is very, very low, even though people were out of work. Right. (laughs) You know, so it's. We're going to lie to your face, and we're going to smile so big about it that you're just going to buy it. No kidding. That's that's what Obama did. Biden's doing it with fear. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Ovato. Stay right there because we're coming right back after these short messages, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. More with Frank Salvato right on the other side. 949-822-7959. You're listening to Underground USA. Nike is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe. Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is often laced into illicit drugs and used to make fake versions of prescription pills. You can't see it, taste it, or smell it. Suppliers mix fentanyl into their products because it's potent and cheap, and the dealer might not even know. Keep yourself and others safe by knowing the real deal on fentanyl. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Well, one of the big things that we see happening out there, of course, 
is what's happening in the Red Sea. We know that the U.S. Navy fought off a barrage of some 14 drones over the weekend, fired from Yemen by the everybody's favorite group, the Houthis, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> from, you know, that are backed by Iran, of course. And this has also caused uh, major shipping uh, lines uh, to uh, suspend operations in the Red Sea until further notice, until something is done about this. Yeah, America issued a statement saying they wouldn't be using uh, that location for any of their vessels going forward until it was more secure. And that's a big chunk. If you ever lived in a port town, that's that's the name you see on all of the containers and all of the ships. So it's an issue. And uh, you combine that with the fact that the Houthis are now issuing statements threatening the United States and Israel as, as if they were a nation state. Uh, with the capacity of Iran, and boy, fear isn't among any of our foes' words when it comes to what Biden will do. They just don't fear him. They don't respect the United States. They don't believe that Biden can give orders that will effectively counter what they're doing in the region. So even the little guy is starting to shoot his mouth off over there, and and that telegraphs weakness. That just telegraphs weakness about the United States all through the Middle East. So if ever, this is one of the few times that the FBI director has been correct over the last several years. If there ever was a time for us to be a little, have our eyebrows a little bit raised about, could there be another attack on U.S. soil? Now would be the time. I'm not saying that I've got information or chatter that, 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 you know, verifies something is is imminent. But what I'm saying is, it would be the oppor- it would be the opportune time if I were someone who was going to execute a plot. Well, sure, yeah. Well, because it just seems to it seems to follow because the weakness always kinds of breeds this this kind of thing, uh, and especially they've had a long time to plan these things. We saw what happened in Israel. That was uh, over two years, basically, from what we know. Uh, at the very least. And uh, now, as you mentioned, yeah, you know, you've got what's happening in the, in the, in Yemen and uh, they, they don't care. They're, they're not Ameriphobic in, in any way. And maybe they should be, you know, uh, but, uh, but, but they, they would be if they felt that there was some kind of decisiveness. And, you know, you invoke, you know, we can invoke Reagan or, you know, or even, even President George H.W. Bush or something. But, but it seems to me that there's just nothing like that right now where people would say, huh, you know, this guy's not going to ever, ever really do anything. You, you don't disengage in Afghanistan the way we did, which was horrific, and celebrate it as a, as a victory and a well-executed uh, piece of movement and not leave the smallest of foes over in the Middle East scratching their heads and empowered. You, you just don't. So what he's done, and, and negotiating with terrorists, that's, that's another one right there. The Iranians said it point blank. We'll take a million hostages if we're going to keep getting money. Right. Well, no that's, why, that's why we don't negotiate with terrorists. We kill them. You know, so <laughs> this, this idea that, that things are going to settle down just because Joe Biden's running for re-election now, in, in the Middle East, it's going to take the next president, whether it's Trump or someone else, 
the full complement of the four years of that term to turn things right back in the Middle East if he can, he or she could get it done in that time period. That's how much damage this idiot has done. Yeah, and, and we thought the adults, you know, we were, at least we were told, the adults are coming back in the room now, so everything will be fine. The world won't catch on fire. Uh, we do have a caller uh, that's been waiting. Frank, let's go ahead and head over to the telephone lines. Neil in Henderson, Nevada has been waiting here. Good morning, Neil. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Frank. There are so many points I'd like to make. First, the puppeteers, they want Biden because they want a weak president. They don't want a strong president. They want somebody they can manipulate. This is exactly what they want. I am not confident, in spite of everything, that Trump can win the day for us. I, I'm just not totally confident. Maybe I'm just delusional. But when I see these polls that show Biden at 47% against Trump at 49%, I'm saying, what is going on here? You know, and I, mentioned, and I don't want to dwell on this, but any of these polls that have Biden above 10%, this defies the laws of gravity. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's, um, a, that's a good point. I tell you what, let's give Frank a, a chance to respond to that here real yeah, quick. Go ahead. opinion on that? I mean, it just can't. This is comical. It can't. 47% against Trump? I mean, who are these people? <laughs> well, no, good question. Is, this, yeah, go ahead, Frank. This, this is why I don't put any faith in polls. I can make a poll say anything, and that's all predicated on the internals because you don't get the – when you have serious polling, and I, I say that with a little bit of – with a smirk and a grin on my face, um, they ask a, a load of questions that give them the ability to mold the answer to any way they want it to be. So when it becomes a would you vote for Biden over Trump, there were 50 questions that led up to their calculations of that thing so they can – they can arrive at the absolutely implausible conclusion that there's only two point difference. They're not. That's why I never, ever listen to the polls. I just want to interject uh, an experience. Um, you know, we all ask each other, have you ever been polled? And always, nobody's ever been polled. I changed my, I'm now a registered Democrat, okay? When I registered as a Democrat, I was getting polled left and right. I mean, they were polling me four times a day. And the questions in these polls were designed to manipulate public opinion. That's been my experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, and I had, I got a little confrontational with the pollster because I specifically said, listen, if you're asking me these questions to manipulate public opinion, just don't waste my time. Uh, again, very upsetting to see that this is the way our electoral system has been corrupted. Sure. Frank, what do you think about uh, about uh, pollsters and how they can manipulate? There's a bunch of different ways they can manipulate, and Neil's right. They can weight it a certain way to say because of the area that we were in, we had to ask more Democrats than Republicans, or because of the demographic that we were we were polling, we had to have more liberal oh, women who have degrees in anti-American political science than people who actually have read the Constitution. They can justify just about any position to get the answer that they want. Uh, but I will sure. caution, this isn't, this isn't the election system. This is the fifth column media. 
that is doing this. If everybody stopped listening to polls, they wouldn't have any potency at all. <laughs> right. You're right about that. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, Neil in Henderson, Nevada, thanks so much for your call. We sure appreciate it. And uh, we'll call back anytime. Have a good night. Take care. All right. Neil in Henderson, everybody. And uh, back M and Bob, hold on there as we head into the uh, head into the break. James in Clearwater, hold on there as well as we head into the break. And uh, Frank, if you'll hold on there, we'll head right into the break. <laughs> and we're going to come back because we got a lot going on this morning. It's chock full. I'll tell you that much. Hour number four is always exciting. Stay right there, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. 949-822-7959. This music proves we're heading into Christmas time. You're listening to Underground USA. They're funding abortions, demanding Americans comply with their woke climate agenda. They teach people that the U.S. is a system of white supremacy while stripping away your Second Amendment rights. A California Democrat? No. It's Bank of America under CEO Brian Moynihan. There's enough people pushing political agendas in America. Your bank shouldn't be one of them. Bank of America. Their lies start with their name. I always had to be so good, no one could ignore me. Carve my path with data and drive. But some people only see who I am on paper. The paper ceiling. The limitations from degree screens to stereotypes that are holding back over 70 million stars. Workers skilled through alternative routes rather than a bachelor's degree. It's time for skills to speak for themselves. Find resources for breaking through barriers at tearthepaperceiling.org. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. lighten up this morning again and we're really really happy about that when that happens and i was just going to say one thing though and that is mark my words the 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 tunnels that they're discovering in uh in uh, gaza you know and in fact let's go ahead and bring in frank good morning frank mr kyle well you know i was just going to say that the um these tunnels that they're finding uh you you watch the left and some around the world will say do you see the jobs program that Hamas makes for the people of Gaza? <laughs> they yeah. care about the people and they're helping to put them to work digging tunnels by which to launch the annihilation of Israel. You know, it's it's that twisted these days, isn't it? You opened the door for this, so I've got to give it to you. Okay. Um, by comparison, Hamas's infrastructure programs are much, much better than what Biden gave us with his infrastructure bill. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, who knows? Well, and you know, the Hamas leaders, they went to a convention in Pakistan last week and they had a fun time. I'm sure they got gift bags. Yeah, and, the swag the swag bags had to be something quite incredible. That's right. That's right. They had a convention and they they talked about nuclear weapons and that how Pakistan could threaten Israel and end the war. And you know, I just wonder what kind of fun stuff. Maybe they had scavenger hunts. So they did all kinds of all the fun convention stuff when you go to an out of town convention. I'm you know, sure. Every, 
every everybody everybody else in the world who would who would have sat in the seat of power in Washington D.C. would have been chomping at the bit to light the candle on that gathering. Man, no kidding, no kidding. And they just kind of travel freely, and and these are the people who you know they live in luxury while the while the people of Gaza just suffer in in terrible conditions that were terrible before Israel you know came in and, and started cleaning house. And and people have to remember that this is why history is so incredibly important. Even under the PLO, the Palestinians who lived in Gaza weren't thriving. Leadership that is born out of the Palestinian people who vote for these people overwhelmingly. I think the last margin was 85% voted for Hamas to, to be their government there. They cheer this stuff. They cheer it. Yeah. They choose these people. So when you hear the media going, the poor Palestinian people, you know, it just backs up this adage that has been tested through time. You get the government you vote for. They voted for terrorists. That's who leads them. Indeed. Indeed. Let's head over to the telephone lines. Lee, good morning, back Ammon Bob again. And we should do the impeachment to make a statement and expose all the criminal things that the Biden family has done. I don't think Biden's going to make it to the presidency anyway. And if we were to impeach him and if Harris were made president, then that would ex- re- reveal the Democratic intentions. I wouldn't open the door for anybody from California. <laughs> I, 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 I just wouldn't. And the, a precedent has been set here by them going after Trump after he's left the presidency. The, the presidential immunity that is that was afforded to every president before him for actions taken during, is now over. So why should we open the door for a Californian like like Kamala Harris, who has no qualifications really to hold any kind of public office? She was a disaster in everything she's ever done. Why should we open the door for her to be the first woman president of the United States, to be in the history books, the whole nine yards? Why should we open that when we can go after Biden after he's out of office? Well said. That that's you're right. And of course, you know, I, I I guess the caveat there is that it's it's really only for ex Republican presidents in that sense, at well, least the way they they look at it. You know, but you're absolutely right. They've opened the door, yeah. and that's and they and they've it's, this is unprecedented now. Well, yeah, the the precedent has been set, and the only people who would argue would be the media. Right. No kidding. Let's head over again to the telephone lines. Line three. We got James in Clearwater. Good morning, James. Do you have a question for Frank Salvato this morning? Uh, yes, um, Frank. And um, you talk about these terror cells. Um, Russians during the Cold War had people come over here, and they're everyday families, and just waiting on the signal to do something. And it's been generational. It's like 60 years now. These people are still around. You have no idea how, how deep and how pervasive this thing is going to be really when it goes down. Um, you hear ads all the time for, you know, prepare this and everything else. Better pay attention. Um, I know one of these um, supply companies have had a letter uh, from the government wanting to know who their clients were. And also, um, you take the Berkey uh, water purifier, UNE mm-hmm. all over the world. It's a great thing. It even take food coloring out of, out of water. But they're classifying that as a pesticide now 
And they're just about ready to put that company out of business because of it. Mm -hmm. So the government's really moving behind the lines, trying to squeeze things in the food supply. You got to watch out for that. As far as this whole impeachment thing goes, a lot of people are getting hyped up about it, but unless it's actually crimes while in office, if he's still taking money, then that's great. All bets are off. But if it's beforehand, he's not doing anything since president, it's not going anywhere. What do you think yeah. about the uh, government? Um, if you heard anything about him, them putting the kibosh on our supplies. All right. Thanks, James and Clearwater. Good call. We appreciate it. What do you think, Frank? Yeah, three, I'm going to address all three points real quick. Um, there, there was a popular show called The Americans about the about the Russians sending sleeper cells over here disguised as families that fit in on everyday life. Yeah, I, I saw it, that show. As a matter of fact, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was fairly accurate when you look at the nonfiction books that discussed that that endeavor by the by the Soviets. Uh, the I'm glad he brought up the Berkey because I've got one. And what the what the Food and Drug Administration has done and the EPA has done in collusive nature is to classify the silver that is in those filters as a pesticide. And now this company can't get replacement filters to anyone. And it is the best portable water filter system out there. So, yeah, they're going after a specific company on this one. And if you want an investigation that would actually help people, that's the one. Mm-hmm. You got to look at what the, the regulatory powers that they're piling on to the small farmer, the small rancher, companies like Berkey, all of it, because they're trying to make you have to get your food and your water and everything else you ingest medicines through a central authority. We do not live in a land where we have a centralized government, or at least we're not supposed to, but they are force feeding this down our throats. And, you know, so you want action? Start rattling the cages in Washington about this with your representatives and your senators. There's no reason why the Berkey Company should be disenfranchised from making profits. They have an excellent product, and we should demand that they be free to create it again. And then as far as the the impeachment is concerned, I wish people wouldn't get too excited about it because they're forgetting that we've got a Senate that won't convict. Yeah, very doubtful. Exactly. Very, very doubtful. But I think it would have some effect on how voters see Biden and it would make it a tough uphill climb if they continue with the inquiry and and uncover a lot of other stuff. (laughs) You know, Kyle, if 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 there's still any uphill left to him with his his approval rating, I'd say it was probably just stepping over a fire ant hill. (laughs) No kidding. Well, Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com, author of the book, Nullification. It's been a great morning, my friend, and we're going to look forward to talking to you again on Friday. Stay long, my friend. All right, take care. Frank Silvato, everybody. And, folks, we're coming right back. We've got Patrick Hyland, the insurance quarterback. If you like the podcast, subscribe, leave a comment, rate it if your platform lets you. Be sure to head on over to UndergroundUSA.com to sign up for our Substack which comes straight to you, circumventing the censors and the fact-checkers, because we both know that they're worthless, and that's been proven over time. And be sure to pick up your copy of Nullification, the case for decentralizing the federal government, available in Kindle and paperback over at Amazon.com. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato, and we will be back right after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.